School is hard for almost everyone, but add a chronic illness on top of that and it just gets 10 times harder. It's almost like you're playing the game of life, but with totally different rules than everyone else. Hi, I'm Millie. I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I just finished high school and I'm going to tell you how I did it. Welcome to the Tired Society. If you're new here, then welcome. I'm Millie. I make this podcast every Wednesday and it's just kind of spread awareness and support. So if you're new here, then I have chronic fatigue syndrome and what that is, is it's a chronic illness, which results in extreme long-lasting fatigue and tiredness, um, which in many cases is disabling. It's not just, you know, tired, you know, sleep it off sort of thing. It can be disabling and people can't live their lives properly because of it. Um, There's many other symptoms such as brain fog, light and sound sensitivity, headaches, nausea, dizziness, all sorts of things that range from person to person and severity ranges as well. Um, For me personally, I don't have the worst, worst case. You know, it does stop me doing things and I have to manage my time and everything like that. But I am able to go out, I'm able to move around, I'm able to do stuff um, and I am able to go to school um, for quite a bit of of time. so you know I don't have the worst case so this is all from my experience my life and everything like that that's kind of what I talk about on here um I just do this to kind of bring support to people who also suffer and struggle to know that you're not alone and um just to kind of share my tips and tricks on living with it and if you don't have it um have chronic fatigue syndrome or another chronic illness but you know someone with it or you've never heard of it and you just want to educate yourself and this is the kind of place to do it you know I talk about it, life with it, and it's a really good way to just kind of educate yourself and learn about it. Um, and my DMs on Instagram are always open if you want to chat. My Instagram is at underscore Millie. I'm always there, always around. I might not answer straight away because, I, I mean, I live with chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, it's not always manageable, um, you know, all sorts of things really. But my DMs are always open and I will always get back to you at some point, um, hopefully very quickly. But yeah, if you want to chat or anything, go for it. But Today I'm just going to be talking about, you know, high school and how I got through it with chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I'm kind of going to try and give you some tips and tricks. Obviously, you know, how I got through it might not work for everyone. It's just my own experiences and what worked for me. So that's kind of what I'm going to do. So to kind of set the scene for you, I got ill when I was 12. And if you're not from the UK, how high school works is you start high school when in year 7 when you're 11. Um, and then you finish high school when you're 16 and finish year 11, which is what I've currently done. And then you go on to do college or university, not university, way too soon, um, college or sick form or an apprenticeship. Um, And I'm going on next year to do sick form, but we're focusing on high school right now. So like I said, you start when you're 11 and end when you're 16 and that's how it works. So I got ill when I was 12 and I was in year eight, which is the second year of high school. And when I got ill, my it just completely all stopped. I did not go to school. Nothing happened. I was just completely ill and I, I just couldn't do anything. Um, and then slowly, as I got diagnosed and everything, and I um, was able to build up my strength a bit, I slowly started working in my timetable again. And when I say slowly, I mean slowly. Like the first time back in school, after a few months, um, it was just one lunchtime. I only went in for one lunchtime and that was my first time back. Um, and it was just to kind of see people and, you know, be able to socialise again. Um, and so, yeah. And so I believe by the end of year eight, which is the year I got ill, I was working with um, some school tutors. So I had a maths and English tutor who I would see once a week, both of them. And then I think I went in for two lessons 
a week and at my school there's only three lessons a day so I wouldn't even really complete a full day of school so yeah I'd have two days two one day tutor English tutoring one day maths and then one lesson in school another lesson in school and that was my week done that was by the end of year eight and then as year nine I carried on building it and building it and now I've just finished year 11 and I built it I did build it quite a lot and I was managing to go into school quite a bit I had a science and maths tutor I didn't have an English one at this point um but yeah and that's kind of what I did I just slowly built it in and very slowly as I as the years went on um I had to drop classes so when you're in year 10 and 11 you do these things called GCSEs and at the end of year 11 you take the exam Although this year, because of COVID, we didn't do the actual exam. We only did mocks and then lots of exams in class. Um, so we didn't do the proper exams. But um, I had to drop lots of GCSE classes, which which just killed me inside. It was just so sad. I really didn't want to drop them. But, you know, I did. I did drop them. And I also um, had to miss a lot of class. You know, I, I did miss quite a bit of class. And I had to sacrifice a lot to be able to go to school, you know, my social life out the window, no social life. So it, it was really, really hard. So that's kind of the scene of my high school experience. And I'm just kind of going to explain how I got through it and how I actually got GCSEs because last week I got my GCSEs back and I passed all of them. I did. I'm really, really proud of that. I posted a post on Instagram saying about how proud I am because the thing is, I don't want to make anyone feel bad for their results because everyone works so hard and some people their strength isn't isn't school and exams and that's totally fine everyone's got different strengths um for me I wouldn't say my strength is school because it is really hard for me me to be there with chronic fatigue and everything you know it's very it's it's a lot of hard work with light and sound sensitivity which I struggle with quite a bit it's a bit hard to manage all that with all the noises and bright lights and everything and it's just exhausting because it's not only physically exhausting but mentally exhausting so it is a lot um, to be in school. So it is really, really hard. Brain fog's just come over me and I don't exactly know where the sentence was going. But basically my goal isn't to make anyone feel bad. It's the fact that I, as someone with chronic fatigue, passed my GCSEs. It may have only been four subjects I passed because that's all I took by the end of it. Because um, I had to drop the rest. But, you know, I passed when I got ill at 12. You know, who we didn't know what, what was going on with me. I was just ill all of a sudden. And here I am passing my GCSEs, which is kind of amazing. And I, you know, I, I miss class and I struggle to be in school and I'm ill all the time and all this different stuff. And it's been really, really hard and I did it and I'm just so proud of that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it. But the first way I'd say, the first way I said I would do it, I did it is I work with the teacher and as I go on to sick form and even uni I'm gonna that's my main that's one of my tips is work with the teacher they're there to help you like some you know some teachers get in for the get into teaching for the wrong reasons but most people want to help most teachers generally do want to help um and you know if I miss a class I will email them and ask for the work even if I can't 100% do it you know the effort's there and I can try and look at it at least you know even if I can't do it you know, I can just email and say, hey, what did we do? Even if I'm not going to do the work, I can get an idea of what we did. Um, and then there's also, you know, I if I don't get something, I will ask. Maybe not always in class, um, because I, I, I'm talking in class is not my specialty. I'm very nervous in class. But, you know, I'll ask, stay afterwards and ask the teacher. And, you know, I make it on like the first week. Um, I kind of try and just let my teachers know that I my situation that I'm ill, 
um, and you know if they don't already know and just kind of let them know that this is my situation this is where I'm standing um, I won't always be able to make it into class I might not be able to do everything that you said and everything like that because like and once they know that most of them are really really helpful I was really lucky last year and got some really good teachers and when I couldn't do something like the homework or something they they wouldn't worry too much or I couldn't do all the work or something they kind of understood like they they you know obviously they want me to do it and everything but they, you know, f from explaining my circumstances and everything, they can kind of have an idea of what to expect and know that I'm not going to be able to do everything. And it's really, really helpful. And, you know, I might need some extra help or I might not be able to just, you know, just have them having that knowledge really, really helps. And it will help you in the future as well as you go on to work with them. Um, so that's kind of what I did. Just work with your teacher. You know, they they're there to help for the most part, like, you know. Some teachers, like I said, get in it for the wrong reasons, but most of them are really nice and they are willing to listen. Um, so yeah, emails and asking is kind of how, my, how I worked with the teacher and everything. I also worked from home a lot. So when I couldn't make it into school, you know, I would have my laptop and if I'm... So the difference is I can get mentally and physically ill. When I, when I have a chronic fatigue crash, it's normally both of them and I can't go out, I can't do anything, but I also can't... I can't really think too much like you know say I was watching tv and I was mentally tired I couldn't watch a new show or a new movie because I would not be able to follow it I would have to watch something that I know of by heart and that's kind of the same in school when I'm mentally exhausted I won't be able to follow any of the work they're doing so working from home then doesn't really work but when I'm just physically tired and can't go into school then I can work from home so I'll ask them my teachers to send me the work over and I can have a go at it you know maybe I won't be able to do all of it but I can try, you know, give it a little go. So that's kind of what the idea is. Um, so yeah, and you know, as I said, I've not got the worst case of chronic fatigue, so I am able to make it into school for the most part, but sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes I will go in because I'm physically able to, but not mentally able to, but I feel like I should be able to because, you know, I'm able to get up and I'm able to get to school and everything like that and sit in class. But mentally, I'm really not there. And it is just, it's, it is honestly just a waste of time. It's a waste of the teacher's time. It's a waste of my time. Because I will sit there, not understand a thing that's going on. And most likely start crying because I can't do it. And, you know, I'll have to go home or something. And it is just a complete waste of time. Because it's not helping me because I'm getting more tired. And it's not, you know, it's a waste of time. Because I'm not going to be actually able to do anything. And I'm getting tired. So, you know, it really... It, it's a really it's just not smart if you go in when you're not able to you know it is just a waste of time and I always say you know health is your priority health is always your priority you know you've got to listen to your body and if it's not worth it don't do it because you know so many times I'd be revising or something and I would my mum would come into my room and I'd literally just be crying over a textbook because I cannot understand it because I am so tired and I can't just do it and I can't understand what's going on and my mum would always say just like it's not worth it you're not understanding any of it it's not worth it you're just literally making yourself tired you're making yourself worse by doing this and you're not doing any good and so you know that's kind of what I think you know you've got to listen to your body and if it's not worth it if it's not worth your time don't do it literally as simple as that don't do it um so yeah another one of my tips is um obviously I don't know how it works for everyone for me personally because I dropped so many subjects I had the option to sit in um to go home during my free lessons because obviously 
everyone else in my year still had a full timetable of subjects and then I had I was only actually taking four lessons so I had a lot of gaps in my timetable so when I had a gap I could either go home or I could stay in school and student support um and you know I would go home sometimes but I'm a very stubborn person and so when I'm meant to be in school I try to be in school even even if it's bad for me which is once again why I say listen to your body I don't listen to myself but I'm telling you guys to listen to me because I know what I'm talking about because I've made the mistakes I've made the many mistakes of not listening to your body and making yourself worse but um yeah, so I would stay in school during my free lessons. And honestly, if you can get free lessons, I recommend it. It was heartbreaking for me to have to drop subjects because I did not want to do it. I wanted to be just like everyone else and do the same amount of subjects and everything like that. And I was worried that it would affect my future, that I wouldn't get into sick form if I didn't have all the subjects. But I have got into sick form. I took four subjects. I got six GCCs out of it. But I And I, you know... I, I got into the sick form, so it didn't actually affect me in the end. Um, the future is to be seen, but for now it hasn't. Um, so yeah, and so what I would do is, because I had free lessons, if it, if you can, do it, seriously. My doctor emailed the school and I dropped subjects. That's how it worked for me personally. She wrote a little email, sent it to the school, and I was allowed to drop some subjects. Um, and so yeah, so when I had my free lessons, I'd stay in student support. And before, and in the student support you know, you're meant to do schoolwork. Um, and so what I would do is I would have textbooks, I would have extra work, I would revise, that's what I would do. In the student support time, I would do my revision for exams in that time. So when I got home, I had to do nothing. There was nothing else I had to do except rest and look after myself. So all the time I had in student support was spent on revising and homeworks and just extra work and everything to make sure that I was on top of it. If I had to catch up on a subject that I missed, I would do it in student support all the time, like, you know, I would just spend that time, revision, homework, extra work, catch-up work, whatever it was, I would spend it in student support in my free lessons, so when I was at home, I had to do nothing, I had to do nothing but rest and relax, and that was it, um, and that was a major part of it, I remember so many times I would go to my history class, um, to my history teacher, just before um, my lesson would start in a, in a free lesson, and I'd ask her, you know, do you have any textbooks, do you have any worksheets, or anything I can use, just quickly, um, just, you know, any ideas of what I should be revising, stuff like that, um, just before, you know, um, my, my free lesson, and then I could go in there with the extra work she gave me, the textbooks, whatever it is, um, and she would normally give me a quick little note down of the subject, of the pages I should revise, and the best things I should do, and stuff like that, just to kind of give me a heads up, some tips, and stuff like that, just to kind of give me some stuff to do in there as well, because, you know, I need stuff to do, um, while in, in there obviously because otherwise it gets very boring but it would help me so much because then all my revision would be done during that time and I would have nothing else to do which oh my god I can't even explain how good that was so when I got home I could just crash which probably isn't a healthy option but it helped me a lot and it helped me a lot when it came to exams because you know I would I would have my revision done when everyone else is still learning the content and everything like that which is so good um and that's kind of why it's good to drop subjects as well, because then you've got less exams to do. Because obviously I only had four subjects then to do exams for. Um, and it, it really helped me, it did. So when it came to exams, obviously we didn't do for GCSEs, I didn't do the actual GCSE, GCSE exams, but we did some practice ones called mocks. Um, and so we did those in exams, exam conditions, just like GCSEs would have been taken, but we did them as practice ones. Um, and 
because of COVID and everything, they were worried that they, our GCSEs would be cancelled as they were. So they did these as a backup sort of option. And so, you know, when it was exam season, I only came in for exams. I didn't, um, I didn't stay for break. I didn't stay for lunch. I didn't stay for the actual lessons or anything. I simply went in for the exams. I would show up, do the exam, go home. That's all I did during that time because I, I don't think I would have been able to manage anything else and still do well in the exams because it just wasn't possible. Um, but yeah, it was, it was hard and it's crazy. But my top tips, that's my top tips. Honestly, that's how I got through it personally. For me, my doctors haven't really suggested any, um, any sort of tip, not tips, I wouldn't say that. I've never really had any medications. I've never had any, like, you know, testing things to try and get me healthy, like recovered. It's more management they've set me up with. So they would tell me how to manage my chronic fatigue and everything like that rather than recover from it and so you know maybe your doctor's got a different plan that's what my personally did mine just put a management strategy together rather than recover I suppose um so yeah that's kind of how I've managed that's how I've gone through work with your teachers you know um look after your health and school my right no school and health they were my priority in high school my social life it was non-existent really in term time I tried to explain this to my dad the other day but um, how I see it is like he was because he mentioned how nice it is to see me hanging out with friends now. It's summer holidays, and I said in term time I literally can't do that when it's school time. I can't do that because for the whole school week all my energy is going towards school and my health, and then at the weekend I'm recovering from the past week I've just had and preparing my body from the week for the week it's about to have. So it's like recover and prepare, recover and prepare. And just all that sort of thing. And it is absolutely mad. And so I just did not have any spare energy to put towards friends. So I would see them at like lunchtime and break and stuff. And we'd chat. And I can text them and FaceTime them and everything. Um, but that's kind of where my main social life came from. Lunchtimes in school. And then also online. That's how I communicate best. Because I can't always meet up in person. So I will FaceTime my friends. Or I'll text them or whatever it is. And it works so much better. Um, so yeah emails you know check check in with your teachers make sure we're on the same page and honestly the free lessons helped me so much because I didn't have to worry about catching up with anything in my own time it was all done in class time when people are in class and I'm in my free lessons which helped me so so much so however much I hated dropping subjects in the long run it really did help me and now I can see that um and listen to your body school is important yes but your health is even more important and it's what you need to look after. It really, really is. It's the top priority. You know, school, school, it's it's whatever when it comes to your health, you know. It does not matter when it comes to your health. If your health is in danger, you look after your health first rather than the school. It, it School work can come later, you know. But that's my tips and tricks. You know, obviously what, like I said at the beginning, what works for me won't work for everyone. Just like chronic fatigue, you know, I had someone text me the other day about dropping dairy from my diet and it really helped them. And I'm vegan currently and it's not helped me at all, um, or at least not that I've noticed. And so, you know, different things work for different people. It's kind of crazy. I don't really understand it either. But that's how I got through it. I hope you guys have enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's hard to manage. It really is. It's absolutely crazy. And the school system is not built for people like us people that are ill all the time it's not built for us at all it's really not your it's a it's a school system built on 
being in class, being able to do exams, being able to write for ages and everything like that. And it is a terrible system that needs to be adjusted to, you know, help everyone, help people like us, like me, like you, people that are chronically ill who can't deal with their system. But it's the system they've got and I don't think they're going to change it anytime soon. So we are the ones to adapt to it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. If you do need anything, don't forget to DM me on Instagram at chronofatigue underscore Millie. Always around, happy to chat. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget I'm back here every Wednesday um, for a new episode. And I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to The Tired Society. Bye, guys.